Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And this is a bonus episode. You thought the season was over, but we had a couple of bonus <laughs> episodes for you. Uh, and in this bonus episode, we brought back a wonderful guest uh, that we loved having on our episode which in which we discussed the first Hellboy movie uh, from 2004, yes. not 2014, like I kept saying. <laughs> Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Guillermo del Toro directed. We brought back Hector Navarro. Yay! <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me back. Dude, oh, thanks for being on it. We really did enjoy having you on cool. previously, and we loved that. And then, because you're like me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I can't speak for Kate in regards to uh, movie scores. I can she loves them. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. uh, I, well, I'm not saying. Yeah, Her you favorite probably, Resident Evil. <laughs> little known fact. Little known I fact. That was your audio. One of my favorite audio commentary. commentaries. Yeah. Also, the score. I mean, I'll go back and give the score a listen. I have no idea who did that. I, I don't, don't know either. either. I think I'm surprised I don't know. Um, but we'll find uh, out. I, you, you mentioned that when you read comic books, you tend to pick a score of a movie of like, say, for example. You're reading Captain America by Ed Brubaker. You'd probably throw in Captain America: Civil War or Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and listen to that while you're reading, right? By Henry Jackman, Mark Dave. That's the only way I read comics. Great, straight up. I can read a comic book like I'm doing it right now, where I was reading the. I've never read them before, but comics from the the Tick. Yeah. The character, the yeah. Tick. Never read those comics in my whole life. Finished the show on Amazon, the newer show. It ended yeah. after two seasons. Watched it, and I was like, you know what? I've never done as a comic book reader is actually read some of his stuff. And I remember watching the cartoon show when I was a kid. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna read his stuff. I got his first volume, but there's no like Tick soundtrack that yeah. exists. So I'm like, what's a close thing? I'm like, mm, it's kind of comedic. It's it's insect based. I'll do Ant Man, and it kind of worked. So I was just That's listening great. to the score from the movie Ant Man. Yeah, it's like on the funnier side. Yeah. It's like I yeah. feel like that would work perfectly. It kind of did, yeah. So that's the only way I read comics. I feel like I did. I overlooked a lot of like I like I never read the mask. Any comic books yeah. of the mask? I've or, read a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How are they? Uh, I the they're main, like more the, violent, are they? Yeah, the main one I remember is the main one I read from when I was a kid, like uh, middle school, high school, and then I got it again because I put it in a paperback, is when the mask crossed over with the Joker from Batman. Oh, yeah. So Joker got the mask and put it on, and it was like- Oh, I love it. Awesome. That's yeah. insane. It's like, yeah. it's like when somebody- would be dead within 24 yeah. hours. No, because the mask- that version of like Loki, the god of mischief, was like the Joker, you know, just had cartoon based powers. Like he was just making fun of Batman. Like he was just like, oh. like, yes, the Joker's a homicidal maniac, sure, but this was a Joker that was, imagine the sort of Mark Hamill version of the Joker, maybe from like the Batman cartoon, gets the mask and he's able to just metamorphosize into different like bits. Like, you know, yeah. he was still kind of deadly, but I think he was also just like, Superpower chaos and uh, you know, silly. yeah, he's super still silly. Killed. I just want to defend that Batman yeah. from Bat. I mean, that Joker from Batman. Yeah. He still killed, legitimately killed a lot of did. people in that cartoon. But, but we saw him kill people less than we saw, you know, like Heath Ledger's Joker or like the comic. Mm, but you know sure. what I mean? Like that's a little harder edge. So this one was a little bit more fun and cartoony. And then Batman had to team up with like the detective who was from Stanley Ipkiss's city because mm-hmm. in the comic, in that comic, Stanley Ipkiss, like Jim Carrey's character, was already dead. Yeah, dead and in 
in the grave, in the ground, <laughs> dead. And the the mask, the wooden mask, found its way to Gotham City. And then the detective who followed him, who was in the movie, who was like the comedic foil, the one that was always like, "Come on, get out of here, do this. What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. like this, like that's like, a pretty good impression of that. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks. Very good. Of that, actor. that actor, not the one that was like doofy, like oh no, no he oh, danced the Animal House them. guy, right? Yeah, what I think it was the Animal yeah, House. Right. That guy is is that guy, but in the comic books, he was like this square jawed like. Batman, we have to find. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? That's it's the same detective. <laughs> really silly. Anyway, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you listen to scores uh, like out like outside of the actually the movie? I've never done that where I've where I've where you listen to the score while reading the comic. I think that's an awesome idea. Kate, and I want mind to do. blown number two, dude. Boom. You've been like <laughs> boom truly. Number one, I told Kate about DVD through the mail, Netflix. It still exists. It still exists. And yeah. it's a great deal. I'm, my mind is being expanded in this room. It's incredible. I'll mind. make her dumber. Yeah. <laughs> mind expansion number two. Dave just gotta... feeds me coffee and then I yeah. like turn into dust. Mm-hmm. Um, I do listen to, a, a lot of soundtracks that I listen to will be like, um, this is kind of silly, but like Western soundtracks if we're driving mm. to Joshua Tree or something like totally. that. Totally. Um, it's just fun to yeah, like you in the soundtrack. Desert. Is that a, a movie soundtrack that's like using pre-produced music oh, like, or um, the score itself? Like scores, like um, yeah. oh my god, I, I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his name, but the guy who like Do-do-do. gave his scrap scores to Hateful Eight, like he wouldn't write a new one for oh, Tarantino, uh, but Morricone, Morricone, yeah. Morricone, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of like Morricone stuff. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time in the West. Great. Yeah, uh, like uh, and then I mean soundtracks. I would buy so many CDs of just soundtracks like yeah, uh, Biodome and Clueless and like solid uh, Empire Records when I was like nice. a child, and they were some of my favorite CDs and shit. But I feel like that was more I would gravitate more towards that than to the score. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to listen to that. like scores. I mean, it's like it's only really world. notable, like that's like the most famous fucking you know like composer for movie scores that there is probably so yeah. I've, I've like Morricone yeah I've mm-hmm. like barely dipped into oh. into the world of this and I want I'm very you, excited to next time do you, it next time you guys have to sit down and because you do it right Mark Dave uh, I listen to scores not only when I'm reading or writing but I will listen to a score just for the fun of just it. for just to put that, it on I uh, like I, yeah. a score stands out to me mm-hmm. again I think uh, some people think that scores shouldn't be noticeable they're sort of like editing I think mm-hmm. that there's uh, it depends on the movie. Yeah. But uh, I love scores. I love them yeah. so much. Yeah. I, I got into it. I don't even want win. I mean, I've got, I've loved movies since I was little. So it's just yeah. another aspect of. Yeah. I don't know when I started to get, uh, uh, when I started to be a scorehead. That's what we call ourselves. We call ourselves sure. scoreheads. We were scoreheads. <laughs> you know. Uh, I think the mission might have been, that's the one I think <laughs> the I would mission? define. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie The Mission? No. Okay. I'm going to, this is. You know what it might have been for me? Do. No joke. It might have been uh, Clint Mansell's The Fountain. Oh, and yeah. we, and we Mark, Dave, and I, I watched that, that movie. That's one I yeah. own. That's the we, one that starts with the dinosaurs, right? I no, mean, that's no, you're the, thinking the, tree of the tree of life. Tree of life. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm looking like Different. such a, a dork. No, you're not. But, uh, Kate, you have to promise, next time you have to sit down to read a Hellboy comic for this show, yeah. to put on one of the help, first Hellboy movie scores I absolutely and, will. and try it out and see if it, it makes the reading experience any different. I'm not putting on that 2019 Hellboy Don't score. do it. Because it's like <laughs> it's like you guys rough. said on your episode, I forget who said it, may have been 
Beth, it may have been you, but it, that movie is like if someone said, Suri, play rock music. And then, <laughs> None of it feels inspired. That sounds like a Beth line. That's a very funny. <laughs> Siri, play rock music. Yeah, yeah that was a, uh, that bummed me out. Um, You were saying before we started recording that you had watched the new movie. Yes. I don't know if, am I stepping on anything no, if ahead. I ask about it? I, I would love to hear I was just going to force you guys to listen to some guys, stuff, so go ahead. I loved it. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Bullshit. There's no way. Was... <laughs> There's no <laughs> you texted me. My teeth me. just grinded together. Mind expansion <laughs> number three. Boom. Blowing kids' mind. Um, it was really bad, and yeah. it really bummed me out. And, yeah. and I think that Mark Dave and I have had conversations before for years now about like how he feels about the Guillermo Hellboy movies. My sort of very little dipping into the Hellboy comics and my experience, but me thinking of Hellboy as kind of being those movies being pretty true to yeah. Hellboy and Mark Dave disagreeing. And I think he's right, and but I also kind of think I'm right. I think that for that discussion, if there are people who watch the Guillermo movies, whether or not they read the Hellboy comics or not, but they were like, nah, it wasn't enough of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way that like the Superman movie that came out in 2006 called Superman Returns, a huge yeah. complaint from dumb fanboys was like, he didn't punch people enough. He didn't punch a like character enough. The next time a Superman movie came out, he punched too much. Yeah. Like, I think that the new Hellboy movie went the other direction from oh, whatever, yeah. it's wherever. It's a real pendulum swing. Yeah, for oh, sure. in, a, in a huge way where yeah. I'm like, oh, if you thought that the first two movies like missed the comic mark, this is not even trying. Like yeah. it's a completely different animal. It's <laughs> yeah. a completely different tone. Like the feel of the character in the first Hellboy movie is so much more accurate to just the feel. Like his yeah. like level of compassion, I think, comes through in the first two in the Guillermo movies rather than the 2019 and, one. And I, I agree. I get that the character in the comics is is tough to 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 do in sort of a live action movie because yeah. we know very little about him and it's more about the macro picture of like but look at his adventures through the decades you see a story arc but when you're reading his stuff out of order the way the comic books came out it's like oh okay now it's 1994 now it's you know 1987 now it's 2004 whatever it is yeah. that I feel like it's harder to like latch on to Hellboy as a character and he really is this like this kind of grounded uh, like reader surrogate to experience the t- like the cool tone of the world. Yeah, absolutely. So the first two Guillermo movies, to me, they do actually go into and try to flesh him out. Now, does that mean that they also tweak stuff and made it different from the comics? Absolutely. Like, was his romance sure. was li- was Liz Sherman? Was that re- you know a huge thing in the comics? No, not as far as I could tell, not really. Yeah. But the new movie, I think, like I think what it misses the mark on, and a bunch of a bunch of different stuff. But I think the main thing is like. To me, I miss the the gothic tone of the comics. Totally. David Harbour, I thought, did a great job for that script, for him being in that makeup, for you know, for mm-hmm. having to follow up Ron Perlman, for all of that stuff. I'm like, he was great. And certain, I would have to 100% agree with Certain you. actors in the movie, like Mila Jovovich, she knew what movie she was in. Yeah. She knew what movie. Now, would I have put her and that character in a Hellboy movie? Absolutely not. Not yeah. the way that it was written, not the way that it was depicted, but she knew what movie she was in. Some of the effects also, I was like, damn, that's pretty good. But uh, some of the effects, I was like, ooh, they should not have set this in the daylight yeah. in the middle of, <laughs> like, you know, in the middle of London to, you know, to they do all this cool stuff. They weren't doing themselves any favors with this one. And sometimes yeah. I thought, wow, the the violence and gore, really cool, like effective and fun. And other times I'm like, why? There's no there's no yeah. point to, you guys are just squandering a rated R, you know, rating to, like, it's it, it's it just seemed like a lot of missed opportunities. But for me, the thing that Guillermo gets right 
however you feel about what he gets wrong is the the like the just the vibe just that you sit in that movie and his movie lets you like get used to and fall for Hellboy as a character and then it kind of starts to ramp up with like the the crazy like gothic feeling in the mythology like you sort of he really tries really hard to get you to feel for Hellboy whereas David Harbour's they tried to do that when he did the Hellboy in Mexico story which you guys haven't gotten to on the show yet Mm mm-mm Hellboy in Mexico, yeah. right? Me, you, I'm like vaguely ones. aware of it. Like I feel like people have made references sure. to it. For sure. It's, I since again last time I was on the show, I that's one of the stories I read, yeah. and I fell in love with it. Yeah. I was like over the moon about it. I'm like, this is my favorite Hellboy story of all time. Oh my god, <laughs> how incredible! So the movie opens, the new one, and it's Hellboy in Mexico, and yeah. I'm like, am I gonna like this? Holy yeah, crap! Yeah. Like what? And the way that they really truncated that was I think a good summary of like, okay, we don't have time to spend with Hellboy. They're trying really hard to stack in all of these different Hellboy like storylines and and references. Okay, we gotta go to Baba Yaga. Okay, we gotta go over here. We gotta do this hunt. We gotta do that, we gotta do that. And it's such a disservice to each individual element. Exactly. It it got me to thinking, and I think we said this last time, that I feel like the best way to adapt Hellboy from outside of the comics is really to do like a animated style anthology where it's just like don't even worry about running time some of Mm -hmm. these are an hour and a half some Mm -hmm. of them are 12 minutes some of them are two minutes like the pancake story is just a one minute animated like you know where he where just that quick little opening of of hellboy as a child loving pancakes like that i think is the best way to to, it would be so awesome yeah Yeah, or i would just have that as like an element that would kick off a story like if I adapted it I would attempt to make the pancakes mm-hmm. be an element that sort of like informs the whole of like whatever yeah. episode it is does that there make you sense? Go. that makes sense where you're that like makes sense. oh it has it's there to like oh if you knew the comics you'd recognize it but I've now fleshed it out to be mm-hmm. sort of a t- to kick off or to mm-hmm. maybe that like I get it so then so then I don't have a pitch right, right now for adult it, Hellboy has to deal with some of the characters in that little pancake story some of the demons like oh okay I can yeah. see how that like plays Something off like that, yeah. but really what, I, what I'll say is like to sum up I think an animated series of something would probably be the best way to to sit in that tone and not feel obligated to be like, well, it's an action movie. We gotta yeah. pick it up. It's like, no, that's yeah. not that's not what Hellboy is. So, well, me and Kate have both voiced how we think that the the animators and uh, creators and writers behind Spider the mm. Spider Verse mm. should pick up and do a new Hellboy. Should do Hellboy, but like. Not in the sense of them doing like a Hellboy verse where all the, the Hellboys sure, exist, sure. but they should be the people that make an animated movie of Hellboy. I would be really interested to see if any of those creative people are into Hellboy, and if so, what they're what they're sort of because I feels like again with how much Spider Verse honors comic books and Spider Man comic books, yeah. that if those people felt just as passionate about Hellboy, that what they could do to honor the comics would be mind blowingly yeah. good. Yeah, just like the attention to the vibe and the mm-hmm. like frenetic energy of Spider-Man. Like I thought they could just that yeah. movie felt the most like any comic book come to life of any comic book movie that I've ever seen. I was like, this is so amazing. And true. I wish somebody. Yeah. I, like you said, I just wish somebody would give that level of like love and care to Hellboy. But I guess it's just not, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man's like the biggest character yeah, in but the world. People, <laughs> but that I do, was do still a fluke. People want it to. Yeah. They, I, I, I mean, this yeah. was just a big, huge fluke, as you said. Or for this last one, like a big misstep. And I, but I'm also happen. saying, I also think Spider Verse was a fluke. I think that flew under oh, the radar. And even though the character is the most popular, I feel like the reason that movie was able to get 
as good as it was is because maybe Sony, maybe the producers, maybe the bosses at the studio level were focused on other stuff that they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, do whatever you want. Like it's a low risk, you know. It felt we, secondary we, to like the because, live action movies. Because there's other versions of that property mm-hmm. yeah. that there wasn't as much pressure. It wasn't a Pixar movie. It wasn't a DreamWorks movie. Like, yeah. you know, that yeah, it, it, that's what it felt like. So yeah, I think the last Hellboy movie, the live action one is not a fluke. I think that's kind of the norm. For, for like adapting a thing in Hollywood. Like that's what people point to is like, but don't do this. Stinks, yeah. Like it's just, you guys made it yeah. just generic action movie. Like yeah. you, you sucked out any, that. you know, of the soul of what was cool about the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried to, they, uh, you said you mentioned you liked um, Lobster Johnson in it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Aiden Church just shows up and I was like, this is great, but think, it's in the middle of a movie I don't like. But I also think it's a similar thing for David Harbour where I'm like, cool casting. And even yes. when I saw it on paper, I was like, yeah. perfect casting. Yep. But the way they, they handled him, I was like, wow, you're really like not giving him the bravado mm-hmm. and like the like the weight that actually the character gets in the comics. Yep. And his costume, a guy that's supposed to be like, uh, in a sense... And I, I, I sort of can only because there's the torch that's in the remember that they have a reference to the torch that gave Torch him, of Liberty. Torch of Liberty that okay. gave him his gun. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think because that was a John Byrne creation that Lobster Johnson was like then uh Mignola's personal version of that. Mm. So he's sort of like his in the Hellboy verse, a cap, right? Mm-hmm. That battled his way all through uh World, World, War, World II. War II. Sure. It's insane to me that his costume in the movie looks brand new. Like it looks like plastic right, right. out of a Halloween shop. I get that. Also, also when they and I didn't know the movie was going to do this, and I was like, "Why are you guys even doing this?" Yeah. They they did the Hellboy origin, and I'm like, "Don't!" Like the whole point was to keep going and to not. They had another actor. They had another actor as Rasputin. I'm like, "Don't do this again." That's the bad guy from the first movie. Yeah. And he was wearing a more comic book accurate Rasputin because yeah. it just had bright blue line outlines on his like like robe. And I'm like, "Cool. That looks more like the comic. It looks silly. Yeah. Like like you know, you guys are trying to be like, yeah, comic accurate." There's reasons why you got to change stuff when it translates from page to screen. It's a different medium. It's a different yeah. medium. Yeah, it did. It looked I bright do and think colorful. You have to adapt. That's why it's called adap- adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's why, like Guillermo's, I can respect. Sure. Even if I disagree with some of the choices. Sure. Because uh, you're like, because it's Guillermo's. It's his, he put his stamp on it. Yeah. It's yeah. his thing, right? Everybody right. knows it's his. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what made him to go on and keep doing great movies. Mm-hmm. Is because he put his own stamp on it, mm-hmm. rather sure. than try to be like, oh, we're just gonna put it, the, that comic on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we listen to the score that we're supposed <laughs> to listen to, I wanted to share because you didn't know the mission. Uh, the mission, and it's funny enough, is is it, uh, uh, what's his name? Ennio Morricone. Oh, okay, Score? cool. Oh. And I was going to share a short track with you guys. Oh, please. Because this is, I think this is what got me into scores. Play it. This is the track, um, hopefully it's playing. It's called Title Track. It's not playing. It is not playing. Wait. Yeah, it is. Very Can quiet. you hear it? Very quietly. Yeah. Weird. I assume it's building. It's just a bit. Oh, no, I see what's going on. There it is. Sorry, the volume on Spotify was down. <laughs> That's the problem. You just got to let it build and you'll hear it. Ooh. Okay, I did not think it was going to turn that way. 
Mark Dave Christensen is is joyously <laughs> dancing right I think now. This is one of the most joyous uh, scores His, of all time. Your hands were in the air. You, you were clasping like, them like a yeah, crab, like a baby, like a, like a baby who's <laughs> like hearing their favorite song on the radio, like that. Uh, that music yeah. like this makes Pure me want to cry. Joy. joy. Wow, I love it. You know what else was a great score from when we were kids is um, Last of the Mohicans. That Ooh, one, that's that a one, great yeah. one, that one messed me up. It was so good. God in my brain, it was so good. What's your? You said the fountain is probably what brought you in. What's your favorite yeah. track from that? If you had to just oh, guess. Oh, one of the tracks at the end, the one that's like 16, 16 minutes long or whatever. The one that's like when it's like ascension, I think is what it is. When he's like ascending, when Hugh Jackman is, you know, together we live forever. Or I think death, it's that. Or is it this one? Death is the road to awe. Death is the road to awe. Clint Manson. It's probably this. this. Kate, listen Kate to do you have shit. one you like us to listen Don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> Kate, 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 Kate. No, no, don't cry. Oh, man. This track is beautiful Dude, and amazing. It's, this is one that can move me to tears. Also, Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy actually sounds wonderful. Yeah. It's too bad that movie had to be so lukewarm. Eh, I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it's not great. I think visually and yeah. is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I just. Here's the problem you got Garrett Headland. Why? Don't cast that guy. Yeah, I agree. Don't crap. <laughs> who's Wood? It's like, who's the guy in uh, Pacific Rim? Charlie Hunnam? Here's your problem. You got Charlie Hunnam. Don't cast that guy. <laughs> My big thing with Tron, even though this yeah. is a podcast not about yeah. that. It, it's, is, a, it's about Tron. I love Tron. I it love the original Tron. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges. It's great. I love it. It's it's flawed, but it, perfect in all the way, in all its flaws. That's the opposite of flawed. You can't say it's flawed and then say it's, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect in so. all its flaws? It's perfectly flawed. Oh. Uh... But I wish that movie would have just been simpler plot sure. in the in this in the sequel. All mm-hmm. it needed to be is about a son going to get his dad. Mm-hmm. And instead, they were like, "We're gonna we're gonna make this thing Bio as an allegory for jazz, the man. for the yeah. uh, Holocaust." And I was like, "This is too much." Oh, really? Is that what it is? Yeah. If you watch it again, it's like an allegory for the Holocaust. Dear like, Lord, bits are getting taken away and yeah. killed, and you're like, "What is going on?" Okay, I have to rewatch it. <laughs> and then they have the it. whole weird element of the what I call the Dimension dimension X mm-hmm. thing they're about to do. Because you remember in the Ninja Turtles cartoon, the Dimension X, they were going to bring the army over. Of course, in the Technodrome. Yeah, yes. from the, thank you. Uh, they t- are going to do that in the Tron Legacy. Yeah, that's true. And you're like, wait. And but only I, Olivia I wa- Wilde gets out. I'm mad I never filmed a sketch because I wanted to be one of the guys <laughs> raising his hand. Going, one of the Tron Excuse guys? Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> we're bits. We are like, we're information. Mm, we, yes. we don't have human forms in point? that world. So if we walk out, it would just they become nothing. How? how who? Who, who, <laughs> who is this guy? Who's, who's this bit? Who's this bit? Who the fuck said that? Who's this guy? <laughs> hey, who said that? You don't know I'm what like, your, your form will be. Your logic makes no fucking sense. You're sending us to our doom. No. <laughs> we exist We've in here it. and only in here. If we exist in here, we can exist out there. Somebody get this guy. No. Shut him up. No, no, it makes no sense that she's riding a, 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 a motorcycle. Somebody, the the somebody right next to you, like, hey man, keep it down. I want Go outside. <laughs> I want to get out of here. Shut up, dude. Oh, that's so funny. This is very pretty, anyway, pretty and beautiful. Right? This this takes another 16 minutes and then it really it's gets going. Song, Kate. But... Yeah, it's long. We I don't mean, have to listen to all of it. If it starts, dun, if you hit me dun, with a cello dun, right dun, off the bat, yep. it's so it's like melancholy cello. and sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pulling up. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, thing that Kate might recognize. Let's see Legacy. Star Wars. You think Star Wars is what I was going for? I, I don't know. know. I feel like you can make an argument that that's like the most famous score of all time. If it's not yeah. the man with no name, 
Did you say Star Wars? Trilogy. I feel like Star, like right. John Williams' Star Wars is maybe the yeah. most famous. All right. I'm picking a random track off of this because I don't okay. think you could remember. Ooh. Uh, just because I think I'm going to go off this ti- the title of this track. It's Empire Records. Oh, it's not where... <laughs> It's not. For, it's not what I wanted it to be. Right. Hang on. Let us guess. Let us guess. You. You can. But it's not the original one. Is it from the nineties? It's what she's. It's. She already mentioned what. Jaws. <laughs> Harry Potter. This is lost. This is Michael Giacchino's lost. Oh, from Hateful Eight. No. Let's see if this one does it better. No. This is the. What are you? What are you trying to play? I'm very mad. It's Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm an idiot. No, I'm very that was, mad because no, the they joke don't was, have the original score on The here. joke was Kate was only talking about the director commentary of Resident Evil. Then I made a joke like, she loves the score. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. nobody to, recognizes the score. <laughs> That's yeah. the joke. And, went, and that one was for Resident Evil Apocalypse. So okay, I, was, I got it all fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm sure they probably used the same one for each yeah. sequel. They just reused yeah. them. That's same very music. funny. Uh, that's yeah. great. Um, but hey, should we do this? I think we should do it. Should we yeah. jump in and listen to the full score? Of yeah, that'd be great. Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. By Marco Beltrami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Marco Beltrami. It's actually pronounced Marco Beltrami. Marco Beltrami. I, I bought the soundtrack just for today. Did you really? Yes, I did. Dude, I, I had it on my iPod. I could have brought it. I didn't care. Plug it in. I should own it. You know? I Why think not? You should listen to it while reading comics. All right, here we go. <laughs> I think it is total like 44 minutes. Here we go. Sweet. This guy has done a lot of Our first of scores, track is man. October 7th, 1944. This always gets me in the mood to read Hellboy. You guys can hear it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, this is good stuff. Ooh. This is this is you know what else is another great Marco Beltrami score is he did uh Logan. He did yeah. the Wolverine. Oh, he did yeah. No, 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 wait. He did no, um, he did do Logan. I, I just saw he did it. Logan. Because I think he also did, beep, beep, but I think Henry Jackman did the Wolverine. He did wol- He did the Wolverine as he well. He did the Wolverine when yeah. it was set in Japan. I thought that was good too because it had a lot of like Japanese instruments and like you know yeah. those are that's cool. Yeah, I think Beltrami's good. He do, even if I don't like the movie per sure. se, I think he's good at his job. Very good. I think this is a. Co- I think this is a great like. Uh, it's just classic. It sounds very classical yes. at first. It sounds Indiana Jonesy because again, it's World War II, and yeah. and yeah, it's good. I'm with you. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're going through the clouds and on the oh. island right now, right? Ooh, what movie is this? The revealing. Ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna settle in for this. This is a very short track too. Yeah, that's all. That's all you, that's all you need. 17th. I bet people really wanted me to tell him. That all was the it. That was the beginning. The yeah, that's like where his dialogue and his like mm-hmm. uh, October seventh, nineteen forty-four. Yes, with that guy that played young yeah, that, that. John Hurt. It was really he was really good. He's very good. Yeah, John Hurt. Oh, all the casting in the first movie. Yeah, is solid. it's really good. I feel like I'm in a uh, like a waiting line for a ride at Universal or something, mm-hmm. oh, or at Disney. I Disney? guess Disney has more like more, ambient mm. music like this. That's true. It's like. It's like, watch your head and your feet as you board the, the dune buggy. Whatever. Yeah. It does. It feels very Haunted Mansion. Which makes sense. Guillermo del Toro loves Haunted Mansion and he loves Disneyland. That's yeah, adorable. And yeah, that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. This how do you. Pretty how, much the same. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Picking up a little bit. Is this, this is a different track? <gasps> yeah, Guess we're, what? we're into the second track, Meet Hellboy. Well, Bell you know, Tommy did the Resident Evil soundtrack. <gasps> no, awesome. I swear way. to God. Awesome. <laughs> I'm looking. Here's, 
Here's what I love about this track specifically, Meet Hellboy, is that it, it this like this theme right here, this feels very otherworldly and Cthulhu. And gothic yeah. too. But, but the other parts of it are to me romantic. They're like sweet. Yeah. Like you meet the little demon guy and it's not horror movie music. It's like this music that's supposed to be full of wonderment. That's supposed to be like, this is a, this is a good character. This is a good yeah. thing that yeah. you're meeting this little demon baby. And then they give him a baby Ruth and yeah. yeah. I wonder how much Del Toro like tells him to like w- how much yeah. focus he has over know. or like how much control Here's he has. Here's the main title. I love, I dig this main title. It is nice. Th- but this does feel very like men in black. X Men, like sure. comic booky yeah. of it's the early two thousands. It yeah. doesn't feel like it, it, we've exited those feelings and just been like, uh, we we'll just have a title sequence. Here uh, you go. Uh, how do you how do y'all feel about the theme? This theme though. This one? Yeah, I think it's cool. It's good. I just have like a simple like. I don't bass. think it matches personally the rest of the movie. Mm, okay. Because it feels a little like I'm getting ready for a, a true paranormal detective. I, okay, I can see that. I'm getting that. the feel of that a little yeah, more. Yeah, like Men in Black. Like, you're like, what's this world? It feels but very it much of its time in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But the images that are we are seeing right now, uh, which are some of them are very corny in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Of going through that. Uh, Comic they book. They match that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and you're seeing like newspaper clippings and things I, like that. I need to research. I need to look up the process that they did. Like Marco Beltrami went through to make this score specifically because I've always heard kind of mixed things, but I feel like most of the time the thing I've heard when it comes to directors influencing the composer, mm-hmm. it, I swear it feels like most of the time I read up on like, oh yeah, the director said like one or two things and then just said go, yeah, and the composer just nails it for like iconic scores, you know, for great pieces of film music. It usually feels like the director and the composer are always kind of already on the same page. Do you right. know what I mean? Like it, like I, I don't know yeah. too often of when it's like a struggle. Although apparently, Avengers two was a struggle. It was Joss Whedon and I don't know who else in terms of the creative team. They're working with uh, Brian Tyler, I think is the guy's name, and then they had Danny Elfman come in and like knock mm. out half of it. So they like split up the duties a little bit. So I'm like, okay, that feels like it's a. It's like there's some creative differences kind of happening. But Blade Runner 2049 was similar, I believe, mm. because they had one guy and then Hans was, I believe, brought oh, in. Oh, really? So I think they probably yeah. hit a wall and then yeah. they brought in Hans to really to just get do the whole thing. To, be. to yeah. just do the whole thing. So that'll happen. Or again, it's. It, I feel like oftentimes it's, yeah, you know, I got what they were going for. I understood the movie and I just went off and did my own thing, came back, iconic theme, boom, done. I this mean, is, that makes sense to give people right creative now, freedom. Saying. Yeah. It does feel cold. These like high pitched violins do feel cold to me. Snow I mean, you did say that, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that informed that it. Long but. walk to the center of that that uh, that blood pit. Yeah, the blood pit. <laughs> he wanted and some of his and his director's cut was just taking out more less walk was like he wanted mm-hmm. more walking in. Yeah. I was like, what? It's like we're going further than that. <laughs> Some of this, this, this guy did a lot of shit. He did the original Scream movie. Yeah, he oh, wow. did, I was looking at him as well. Um, Mimic with Guillermo del Toro also. Yep. So I guess, yeah, he had worked with him before. He yep. also did Blade 2 as well. Blade 2, which yeah. came before Hellboy. That's right. Yeah. And Halloween H2O, the Ooh. classic. The did he faculty. Do, did he do Hellboy 2, The Golden Army? I feel mm. like he did, right? I would Let's assume he look. would bring him back. 2008? I haven't rolled up on it yet. I don't he think did so. one. He did a. Whoa! I'll tell you a movie I love yeah. a, that he did score. Um, if you haven't seen it, there's a great movie direct. It was uh, Tommy Lee Jones' directorial debut, which I th- 
A movie called The Three Barrels of Melquieras. Yeah. Quieras Estrada. My dad loves that movie. I think that movie is absolutely brilliant. What cool. is it again? Uh, highly underrated. Yeah, I'm pr- pronouncing pronounce it, it again? very bad. No, do it again. Three Barrels of Melquieras Estrada. Dude, that was sexy. Really? Nailed it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that song, dude. That's pretty good. Uh, Can you roll you your R's? Your R's? I, I think. Estrada. 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 Perfectly. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> now this is <laughs> the next track. This is Liz Sherman. Yeah, this is Liz Sherman. I like this theme for Liz. I think that it is romantic and beautiful and and sad. Yeah. I like it. Were you not, you're not a huge fan of the main theme? Is that what you're asking? Oh, no, I like it too. Okay, okay. I like it too. I, although, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite track on this score is. I don't know if I have one. Maybe it's Hellboy and Liz at the end. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yet because I've only, li- I think I've listened to it by myself uh, once. Okay. And I can't well, remember. Well, by the end of this episode, we'll figure out, like, we'll figure what's, out our, what's your favorite one we'll so, far? Yeah. so far? So far, I these, think it's the main title one. I just main think it's title, a little same. groovy. Same. Yeah. It stands, all these are good. I just think that yeah. one stands out as its own. You know who, thinking of like female uh, characters getting themes? Yes. A lot of people, when uh, the new Star Wars movies rolled out, yeah. When they saw that John Williams was was nominated, a lot of people were like, well, I don't know. That's just because he's John Williams. And I was sure. like, no. Go listen to that fucking Force Awakens. Ray's I, theme. Ray's theme is one of the Gorgeous. greatest themes for a character ever created, like, musically. Yeah, the, it's the, so good. The opening it, it's another one that will make me cry because I think it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminds, me of, it reminds me of Christmas. Probably yeah, because I, saw, I first saw it around Christmas time. Yeah. But also it, it has that little John Williams almost like Home Alone Type yes. of a of a Christmassy vibe yeah, in Harry scavenger. Potter. Are there like bells? I'm trying yes. to remember it. There's reindeer bells. I bet we'll, we'll, we'll tack it on to the end of this. Jingle I do bells. want to listen to it now. I'm very curious. <laughs> but I think this Liz Sherman is a good. It's good. Mm-hmm. That you know, it is definitely in tone with his version of Liz being mm-hmm. very a little sourpuss, <laughs> a little completely broken. <laughs> yeah. Emo girl. Yep. <laughs> Especially in this like version where she's like in an asylum, basically. Uh, yeah. So you guys have Mark Dave. You mentioned that like the the score does not have any of the songs in the movie on like that are that are in the movie. The songs. Yeah. On the score, uh, you're correct. Uh, I went and downloaded all of those as many as I could find, Ooh. and I attached it to my Hellboy. Sc- like album so yes. I have like Hellboy nice. is like the complete thing for me so you have a running time of 45 minutes or whatever mine's an hour 13 minutes because wow. of the extra but some of those songs are so bad they're so early 2000s <laughs> like like uh, breathe in breathe in <laughs> like that thing so that's that's the that's the Liz Sherman sauce right there is those yeah. cheesy songs yeah this, is, this fireproof? is fireproof fireproof I think this one's really good I like this it's scary this during it is scary is this with all the little fairies? That's in the sequel. Oh my god. That's not in this. I'm one. losing my mind. This is either I don't know if this is all in order either of like the uh, of appearance in the film. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I think yeah. this one might be. Yeah. Off of the I'm just trying to think where the fireproof Oh, fireproof. Duh. It's when he's fighting the first um, monster. Okay. Because the fireproof comes when he grabs the uh, the railing on the subway. Yeah, so, so this, this is, is the a fight monster fight. Hole in the subway, oh. he's fighting him and he's and then he goes Sweet. like, that's the it, I'm fireproof. Yeah. And he, even though he's on fire and he has to put it out. 
Makes no fucking sense, old boy. That's great. What are you talking about? That's awesome. I'm kidding. If you're fireproof, why is you on fire right now? Is this his where he, duster uh, isn't from hell. <laughs> but I think it's his hand. Is uh, this where he saves kittens? I'm or does that being, happen later? I think that, that box full of kittens? Yeah. I think that is the first fight, isn't it? No, I think it's the second is when they... I think that's the fight when they find the nest. And then they go back and that's when everything... I, okay. they go to I think you're right. right. I think you're right. It's funny because rewatching it again after our, after doing the show, it's like it's really interesting. There's not a lot of locations other until they leave. They mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. go to they go to the museum, mm-hmm. then they track it underneath underground, mm-hmm. then they like they track it underground, then they go back to underground, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's Russia. There's a very it's yeah. very simple. It's called you know saving money, dude. That's what it's mm. called. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. This? I don't, I don't, I don't write that way. That's when everything, everything of mine won't be produced because yeah. like, this is too much. Because you're like every page then, is a new location. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> is this where we're walking around the BPRD and seeing like no. top tango? Rooftop this is tango. Him. Oh dang! He's after he's beaten that beast. He's going to go check up on Liz, and she's on a little date. She's on that date this, with. I don't the, think this is the, the date. Guy? No, I think this is him stealing the beer. Okay. And all that, right? I think you're right. Yeah, Again. because later when when he's when she's on a date, it's investigating Liz. Yeah, this is, I this think is that he goes is, and gets the beer. Yeah, this is the beer and him trying to like tell her to come back. Now we're in Wake Up Dead, so this is, I think is the museum when they've yeah. come now. Cronin and and Elsa are now at the museum. Cool. I like this. I think it's pretty cool. Has some rough. I like that. Spooky. Yeah, it's very spooky. Mm-hmm. It feels like Red Right Hand. It feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like. I don't know. I, I wonder if, like, I like yeah, that, like uh, if Guillermo, beat. like, I really do wonder what the what the conversation is between sure. them. Sure. It makes me so curious. Like, if he brought songs to him and it was like, "This is a the kind of thing I'm looking for," or like, or if they had temp music while they were editing. Yeah. That oftentimes happens. Yeah. Although I feel like that's something that's more recent for like the past ten or fifteen years, maybe not twenty. Yeah. And Hellboy Two is already. 15 years ago or yeah. the first yeah. Hellboy 2004 is already so long ago um, very true but maybe they did have like temp scores and then Marco Beltrami heard that and was like okay I think I know what you're going for in yeah. this scene here you go got it yeah Great. I mean I guess it all depends on when in pre-production how soon they are locked in with it you know mm-hmm. what I mean you know what's crazy is that for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies James Gunn hired Tyler Bates to write music before they started shooting they for certain some of it, right? for certain sequences that he had in mind so he's like here's what I want you know until he wrote music and then they would play it for the actors on the set while wow. they were filming so the actors could feel the sort of like dun 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 dun, dun, dun you know Guardians of the Galaxy music the score that's uh, crazy because yeah, that's how like planned it was that makes me think of like Looney Tunes or something like that mm-hmm. how they would like start with music and bum, then bum, kind bum, of like bum, have bum, that inform it um, uh, uh, yeah build it from there uh, yeah uh, 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 I think there's, there's <laughs> other directors that have been known to do rec- like play music on yeah, set that either sure. is pre-produced or sometimes just a score. It's pretty interesting what a who does great that. Idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is just so completely beyond. Like, I can't even yeah. fathom being able to, <laughs> right. to uh, just like music composition already. You're like a wizard to me. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Makes no like, sense. Yeah. I play guitar poorly, and I can barely read music, let alone like compose. Like, it's so incredible. Yeah. And just to to use it as a tool in movies to this 
like to this degree is really so impressive. You saying that makes me think of Fallout, The Last Mission Impossible. Mm. I think it is one of the greatest the scores of all time. Ooh, who did I the score for that? Be, you love that movie. Oh, I love Mission oh, Impossible, period. But yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite and one? The last, my favorite? I yeah. think I still hold Ghost Protocol as my favorite. My favorite's three. You could argue to me that the other ones are possibly yeah. better, even the ones that follow up, but yeah. Ghost Protocol... Three is is starting to go where I want it to go. Yep. But Ghost Protocol is like the lock in of like Ethan Hunt has already is grown and now we're we're seeing Ethan Hunt as a complete character. Yes. Who's gone through three a journey in his life. Yes. And now he's just He's just a he's machine. He's now that complete hero. Right. Uh I know. And, but he, and he also can get beat up because it has one of my favorite scenes where it's like the scene that made me go, This is why I love Mission Impossibles and now I love them forever mm-hmm. is when he is uh when he has to crawl out the window to escape from the French cop at the hospital. Right. And he's like, he's like, uh, and he can't really see how he's going to get down. He's like, yeah. I thought this was going to work. Yeah. But then he mm. sees that car coming Beep, and he boop. uses his belt yeah. and rolls. Dun, his dun, face, dun, Tom dun. Cruise's character, yeah. Ethan Hunt, his face after he lands looking back at the French guy yeah. going like, that worked? Yeah. <laughs> that was when I go, now this is the, this is yeah. Ethan Hunt. It's finally complete. Yeah. Now he's just, a machine. Uh, he's a machine, and he just yep. keep, and he's like, he might get beat, but he's gonna keep going. It's the best. And I think once we reach there, and I'm mm-hmm. not, but I also think you can't get there without three, two, and one. Agreed. And three and four were both scored by Michael Giacchino, and they're phenomenal uh, Michael scores. Michael Giacchino. Could he's I, my favorite. Did I tell you I saw him? What? Where? So did I, you kiss uh, right him? Right now, real quick. I almost did. Where? You're gonna love this. Okay. <laughs> so this is Evil Doers. Evil Doers. So What's like I think planning once the evil you know they're now out and about mm-hmm. he might even yeah i'm not exactly sure what this is exactly but i like this is a little like yeah evil I'm into groove. It. The, the the bad guy themes i feel like whether you're reading a hellboy comic that has these characters in it or not they just work for hellboy comics for me yeah. this this uh, you know the gothic feeling of it when Hellboy's showing up to a new location like okay now I'm in this old abandoned church or now yeah. I'm in these like catacombs like it just fits with that vibe it's very good totally uh, so one time at UCB I was going to go see Carlo Redbird which my girlfriend Beth is on yep and Great before team. they have Doug Benson likes movies or loves yes. movies yeah and Michael Giacchino was on <gasps> He was one of the guests. So I'm sitting there watching it. At first, it didn't. It took me a minute to clock who he was. Yeah. And I was like, why do I know him? I know him. And I know him mostly because I watched behind the scenes of Ghost Protocol and watched it, like yep. his process. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Michael Giacchino. So then that show ends, and I'm backstage just waiting for, like, Cardinal Redbird. And he comes walking through right behind, like, the hall that, like, leads to the back yeah. office to exit. Yeah. And not the green room. And I literally can't help myself and I just stop and go hey hi uh, I just want to say I really love your scores I'll just listen to them I just wanted to say thank you and yeah. he's very nice and oh, like man. oh thanks that's, man. that's, that's so really great. great and then I walked in because I was full of so much energy off of that yeah mm-hmm. I walked in was gonna say something to Beth but she was in the middle of conversations like in the middle of the green room <laughs> so I just turned to like Zach uh, Zach Reno yeah. the closest person yeah. and I was just like I just met Michael Giacchino <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's just great and then I had to walk away and I was like these people don't know who the fuck I'm talking <laughs> you're about you're like bouncing off the walls <laughs> it was also, so fun somebody I just wanted to say I love your score yeah <laughs>
Uh, if I ever met him, I think I, I he would. Did I, up. I, what he's, he did. He's what he got an Oscar for. Oh, That's true. Shit. One of his. He did The Incredibles. He did um, uh, Spider Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Spider Man Far From Home. He did Ratatouille. He did every season of the show Lost. He did the new J.J. Abrams Star oh, wow. Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, Star Trek Beyond. He did, um, I think he did one of the Planet of the Apes. No? I might I'd be have wrong. To look it up. I... No, I think he did. Dawn and War for. I think he did the last this two. Was Cronin's lied. Cronin's lied. lied? That's how anyway, it is. Is that a lied? Giacchino's my favorite composer. If I ever met him, I think I might start humming like I'm Speed surpri- Racer I, at him. For some reason, I'm so surprised you haven't met him. Yeah, I know. I I know actually know people that are like friends of his, and I'm always like, cool. You gotta work this I out. I know. I know. You gotta it, just bump fine. into him. Oh, he did Star Trek mm-hmm. reboot. You I mean, don't war. stalk the man, but I know. Uh, I know. Exactly. That's why. I'm but not, I don't know. Figure it out. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. It could be done. Yeah, what am I going to tell him? Hey, man, I listen to your Star Trek score every time I'm on a plane and we lift off. It's great. Uh, you know, that's what <laughs> I'll tell him. him and he's that. like, yeah. thanks. I need to finish checking out at this Albertsons. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure, you got it. Bye. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bye. You have to make I those... bet he would be nice about it. Because how nice often does people... Yeah. How often would somebody recognize him in I, the wild? My favorite story of that is uh, actually happened in line outside of UCB, of all places, yeah. where it was uh, actor Andrew Garfield. Who's not Spider-Man now, but was, yeah, the, was the Spider-Man before? Yeah. Big, tall, hairy Andrew Garfield. Yeah, exactly, yeah. tall, hairy Andrew Garfield. Uh, <laughs> his that's hair what you said, like right? His tall oh, hair. Tall hair. His hair oh, is listen, tall. He's all hair. He's also tall, and he's also hairy. Yeah. Um, but it's nice hair. He, uh, it is nice. I, I was able to convince my friends so because Cronus Light is when he killed. I believe it's the lead up to when he killed the professor. Broom, broom, oh, professor gotcha. broom. Now we're into this, fa- now uh, we're into father's funeral. Here's the deal: father's funeral. And this theme for Professor Broom is also beautiful. This little, like, it's such a Guillermo, like, movie thing. It feels like it could fit in Penn's Labyrinth or... Definitely Shape of Water. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really great. It's really sad. Yeah. He's in the rain looking at his dad. What are you doing? I'm just moving with He's, He's a moving. dancer. He's got <laughs> yeah, dance true. in his heart. I'm sorry. I Wait, what did you do with Andrew your... Garfield? Here's what I did with Andrew okay. Garfield. I went to Comic-Con. <laughs> this is in the year 2011, July. Okay. So a year before his Spider-Man movie I was going to say, that's out. like right around when they came out, right? A year before. Okay. And, he, and I had seen him in the social network, and I think that's it. And I was like, yeah. I like this actor. So he was announced as Spider-Man, and I was like, oh my God, that's going to be great. Went to Comic-Con in San Diego, went to the Spider-Man movie panel, he surprised everybody. He showed up in a rinky, dinky Spider-Man costume. That's fun. And, I remember the pictures of that. You remember the pictures? And he read, and I was in the room, I was in the big hall, and he read a letter that he wrote where he's like describing how much this character means to him personally. Oh, that's cool. And it was lovely. Then he got up on the panel, they did the panel, and there was a Q&A, audience Q&A, and nobody, none of the nerds at Comic-Con mentioned that letter to him nobody said hey nice letter man thanks none they were asking the dumbest most inane questions like did you do your all all your own stunts those kinds of questions right. at a q a uh-huh. so i was so frustrated because nobody acknowledged like his pouring out his heart so cut to a month later in august i'm in line to see a show at ucb he's in line a couple people back that's crazy and for I, what ask at would, I can't I remember. Harold, because he would go to. He was going to see Harold. He was going no to see him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was what a sweet like, angel. He, was, he might have he was, taken a class. He was or taking two. classes because I knew somebody who was in the class with him. So he, I heard. I don't mean to put him on blast, but I had. I had. So, I, love I, him I had now. like 
friend of a friend who was taking a class at the same time that he was, and apparently it was a thing where like his manager or agent was like, you should definitely go do improv, UCB, this is what wow. you should do. But every scene he initiated was like a drama for him. Yeah. It was one of those Because he's like, I'm things. an actor. Yeah, actor. he's like, this is what I need it for. Sure. And everyone else was like, hey, we're at a car wash or whatever. Right, and he's right. just like, you know, doing a dramatic like opening. But um, the alley fight, just so you know. Alley fight? Yeah, this okay, is Okay, this is good. Fight. I'll wrap up the story. My friend's in line with me. Yeah. I told him, I'm like, holy crap, that's Andrew Garfield. I might have to say something to him. And they were like, Hector, no. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> and then they were like, and, but I kept looking. I'm like, ah. And they asked me, they go, Hector, what would you say to him? And then I told him, I told my friends exactly what I said to you guys. Where I was yes. like, I would just come up to him and say, Th- that thank you so much for like reading that letter yes. because this character also means immensely to me personally and yeah. to hear you say it and I and I always going to say was somebody at Comic Con the fans somebody should have given you more props for it that's it yeah and they were like that's really nice you that should go really tell nice. you should go tell that to yeah him. you've and convinced so then your friends yeah I convinced my friends so they were the <laughs> one to be like dude you should go you should go so I really quickly was like I'm so sorry to bother you and at first he was like yeah man yeah I'm like hey, yeah. are you Andrew Garfield he goes uh huh yeah and then I said the thing I'm like I'm sorry I was at Comic Con last month I was in the room you should have gotten more props for what you it was a wonderful sentiment it was thank you for pouring your heart out you know can't wait to see the movie congrats on all your success and like I can I like he was and he super nice you today, huh? Yeah, he was he we're, you we're buds, bro. We're buds, yeah, dude. I was, you know, hanging out with him through his breakup with Emma Stone. Totally. No, but he he was very nice. But the, like the person who was with him, was, I convinced her a hundred percent. Like at first she was like, mm. but then as I was speaking, she was like, aw, like she had that response nice, to like, yeah. that's so nice. So he was super nice and it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, because like you could have just come up and been like, do you do your own stunts? For all he right. knew, like that's right. what you were gonna go right. up and do. You always gotta have a plan. For the people you admire of what you're going to say. That is great you advice. Can, but also, mine are always unplanned. <laughs> you're right. Because the other day, and I, uh, this is funny, I was walking down the street uh, after, like, after getting tickets to go see a I movie. I like this too, sorry. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm Alley running fight. to this. Uh, Alley Fight. Yeah. <sighs> okay, Alley sorry. Fight. Go ahead. I think this sorry. Alley Fight, I think, is all of the, isn't this the kitty? I think so. This is the kitty, right? Yeah. Saving the cats. It's also, uh, is it like red means stop with the, or did that happen earlier? That happened way earlier. Okay, never that mind. That was after the first encounter with that's the monster. That's fireproof, I feel like. Yeah, that's, because okay. after that in an interaction, that's when he goes and sees Liz. But this is a great use of the, of the main title theme. The ba na na Great. Great. We're seeing him in action, full action, being mm-hmm. a hero, even though he's gone through a lot, big loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um... But so was, wait, what were you saying? Was, what were you saying? I was walking down from Los, uh, from the Vista after I got some tickets for a movie later that day, and I, a good couple of yards away, I clock somebody and I go, oh, that's John McIntyre. <laughs> he is the drummer for this bands I love, the C and Cake, <laughs> cool. Tortoise, um, and I was like, oh no. Oh no! Oh like, no! I, I love that you. See, your first thought is, "Oh no, I'm about to embarrass myself." Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I like don't like I don't p- quicken my pace or anything. I just know we're gonna cross because I'm crossing the street when I clock it. Oh no! And as we're passing, I just go. As we're coming up, I'm like, "Hey man, you're uh, John McIntyre, right?" You, you can tell he's definitely in that first reaction. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Fuck." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just make them quick. If I ever do, yeah, I do make, make quick. it quick. Yeah. Because I'm just like, hey, just want you to know, I think you're a great. I think you're one of the greatest drummers. I love all your music. Just want you to know. It was just in passing. He's like, thanks, man. When I told yeah. Beth, she was like, oh, that's very cool. It's a nice like, 
did you tell it? Did you point out your shirt? And I'm like, huh? And I oh, looked down. No. And I realized, no. <laughs> I have a tor- oh no, I, you stalker! I had a tortoise shirt. On. I love no. that. I love he that. He thought you followed him from his house. <laughs> that, I didn't even uh, know I have been wearing it. The oh whole my time. god! That, that happened to me one time, but I didn't say hi to the guy. One time, I was at a Tender Greens. And this, I, this is track's called Nazis, by the way. Just so you know. What? This real, is Nazis? This is Nazis. It's really got real action. Packed. Oh my God, that's intense. This sounds I'm like sort of Nazis. I've lost track of where we are in the movie a little this, bit. Yeah, but you know, we're really he's fighting. Mm-hmm. He's kicking butts. Well, this is definitely before the date because we're about to yes. hit investigating Liz. Yes. I think this is like. Does he fight them before? Before I, I'm trying to remember. Does he fight any of the Nazis before reaching, um, going to Russia? I can't recall. But can't the point recall. is, it, this is great. Yeah, this yeah. is a really cool action score right dun, dun, now. Dun, 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 dun. I liked it when it uh, when, really the, when the loud stuff drops out and it's just the little stringy, yeah. spiky stuff. I don't know music either, so stringy. it's all magic to me. <laughs> stringy, spiky stuff. It's all magic to me. I hope someone that's in, a, in an orchestra right now is just cringing yeah. at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're geniuses, and I don't know what your career is. It's truly I was, beyond I was my comprehension. Tender Greens, I clocked the guy. Uh-huh. Who created the show Samurai Jack? Oh fuck! Gendy wow. Tartakovsky, and I'm like, what are the odds that anybody, like, I, you got to be a real cartoon uber nerd to know who he is? Number yeah. one, and yeah. number two, I was like, I'm not gonna go say hi to him. He's having lunch. I don't, don't want to bother yeah, him. Yeah. And I looked down and I'm like, I'm wearing a Samurai Jack shirt. And it's that thing where you're like, that's crazy. Who even has? At that point, of did he look Jack. over at you and I be like, he may oh, have? No. Listen, at one point he <laughs> no, may have. No. It may have been this thing. <laughs> I, I remember him smiling and laughing a lot. It could have very well have been that he clocked me when I wasn't looking at him, and then he was telling his friends, like, oh. that guy has a Samurai Jack shirt. Ha, 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 he doesn't even know who I am. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But I didn't want to, like, you know, prove dude. him wrong. Be like, psych, yeah, I do, dude. What's up? I, I didn't wish do you that. would have. I wish you would put him in his fucking it's place. Fine. It's fine. I bet it's he would have really liked it. Yes, All these guys who don't are right. Uh, I, I'm, I think I told this on the podcast already, but I met Weird Al and I almost oh. cried and I did He's have a Weird Al shirt on. The nicest. Yeah. Oh. It was... Uh, did well, you plan to have a Weird Al shirt on well, or no? okay. So he was going to show... He was showing a movie at a show that like Alex Fernie mm-hmm. and Deborah... How do you say her last name? Tarika. Tarika used to host at the Sanctum, which was like a fucking awesome show where they would just have a comedian show a movie, talk about why it's significant to them, and then afterwards have sort of like a discussion about it. And usually it was like, maybe like 15 or 20 people would be there, but Mm -hmm. they announced like Weird Al, so it was like fucking crowded as shit. Yeah. And then afterwards, uh, he showed Raising Arizona, and I was like, that's a great movie, and like Weird Al's like one of my heroes and shit. And I I was not going to wear this the t-shirt that I, I had like gotten a shirt from his concert and Jessica my fiance was like wear the shirt like he'll think yeah. it's so fun <laughs> he'll think it's so fun and he like she like convinced me to, to put it on and I was like okay and then I had it like underneath like <laughs> yep. Yep. and then I, I went to go like say hi to him and I was like hey I just want to say and then as I was like saying like hi he like grabbed my hand to like shake it, mm-hmm. and then I was sort of shaking his hand, and I was like, "Thank you so much for doing the show for free. Like, I think it's really cool." And um, and then Jessica was like right there and being like, "Show him the shirt." Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, "I have the shirt of you." And then like Deborah and Fernie are there, and they're just like watching this whole <laughs> interaction. Super and I was just great. like, and and I think they're both so funny. So like this is like a this is like a, a pyramid of just people being yeah. like, "What 
is the matter with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, but, and he, but he held nice. my hand throughout the entire yeah. like a minute and a half probably That's only, amazing. but it felt like you know, oh. it felt like a long time. So the nicest. It was the uh, nicest. I don't know. I think it's very funny that <sighs> that Jessica was like thought it would be. Uh-huh. Show him this tour T-shirt. Yep. He's probably never seen it. Dude. Yeah, yeah, right. He's probably he probably never saw a, fa- a weird fan come I up to him. I bet he never approved this shirt I that know. you bought. I was like, tour. please. Stop. <laughs> I walked out front and I was like, my eyes started welling up, like after well after I had For like sure. left. But I was just like, oh no, like did I fuck this? Or I, oh. you know. I, yeah. Fuck up what? Like to yeah. to what end, anything. right? Like yeah. I just was like that, you know, I don't think I fucked up anything. But just in that moment of like meeting him, I was like so overwhelmed. And Jessica way, was like, in... Are you going to cry? I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I want to just point out during your story, we have been in all of investigating Liz. So I think it just works out. It's like I you do spying like it. on Weird Al. Yeah, yep. this is me on a rooftop <laughs> looking yeah. down, seeing a child and being like, This is <laughs> I have to watch him because here's why. Like just being the weirdest. <laughs> Jessica's on the uh, ground like, show him your shirt. Pacing back and forth. This is this is the sound that I heard. It, this was the tragedy of me not As being cool to out, weird yeah. out. It's this a tragic, is me out front. It is a tragic track and it's <laughs> and a tragic score. Investigating his heart's Liz. broken. Is this through all of the part where he's on that date? I thought the date was a little like when he's watching it was a little you know, more it might playful. Be, yeah, it is more playful. I feel like that might be um, maybe he goes back to the headquarters or something. Something else is sad. I don't know. Like some other. Yeah. Thing happens. I feel like that that might it might have just been called investigating Liz to cover the whole thing because yeah, maybe it exactly. moved into something else. There's only Where's already the part where Liz blows Sabian. up her blows up her like asylum that she's in. It's not an asylum. It's like a but that was before sanitarium the sanitarium or something. So yeah. Oh, oh 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 oh. Sometimes they also sometimes you don't. Tragically, sometimes you don't get the full score. Sometimes that's true. On, on these uh, bummer. I would releases. pretty much guarantee this is not the complete score. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. even between this and the songs that you mentioned, mm-hmm. that's only an hour 13, you said? Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. The rest it's of like it's how not silent movie. dialogue right, and right. like sound effects. Like it's, you know, there's it's other. It's probably just so, it's it's like nothing so notable mm-hmm. as this, maybe. Correct. Like it's the kind of like just sort of ambient tones. Is this Abe Sapien? Or is it still investigating Liz? This is Abe Sabian. So there's only already just six this is more him to go. Just being hurt, right? This is I think just so. Him like I'm in pain because yeah. what are like the lengths of these? I was written as a weak character. <laughs> <laughs> are these all like what are the, like the average lengths of? We're these looking tracks? at like the longest. Where one. do they vary wildly? They don't vary wildly. They ranges from this being the shortest track, 43 seconds. Yeah. And now we're into Mechanical Mausoleum. Yeah. Which is actually, sorry, Q's, this is the shortest track right now that we're listening to. 43 seconds. The longest is, you're looking at the longest being. Is this like on the bridge with yeah. the. Yep. Yes. Sweet. Goofy mm-hmm. ass thing that's in there. Mm-hmm. I loved it. With his tail and he's running on <laughs> the mm-hmm. things like Legolas. It's great. Uh, <laughs> 331 yeah. is yeah. the longest one on this. So there probably okay. is... Which is the next coming up track. There is probably longer pieces of music that yeah. were cut because, like you said, Kate, they might not be as notable. So yeah. then they were cut for this CD that they put out, like this album of 45 yeah. minutes worth of you know music. Cool. I don't know if... I haven't done the research yet, but there's companies that specialize in, like especially like La La Land Records, specialize in going back 
and getting complete movie scores for movies that have already released albums when they came out but like there are fans hungering for like a complete movie oh, score cool. experience cool. companies spe- specialize in doing that and it's pretty awesome wow. yeah i mean so it's almost like you're taking just like the track of like you're just literally taking that track and as much as the, possible like yeah dialogue out essentially. yeah and they go to That's um, cool the companies that owns they, they go to the companies like Warner Brothers Records or whatever that will own the Warner Brothers movie that has the, the like I'll give you an example, like La La Land Records they came out with recently. They did like a John Williams, Harry Potter 1, 2, and 3 oh, cool. movies, like complete score where it's like super expanded. That same company did one for like Superman the movie, the John Williams yeah. Superman from 1978, which was so like they a, all, a they three disc. Awesome. They get a bunch of other stuff too. They do like cartoon shows. They do. They have like Batman the animated series. Like oh, they did cool. the the Shirley Walker scores of, of of you know of those episodes, and it's still not even a complete. And my maybe my favorite one they've ever done is they went back and they got the tracks and even the sound effects and all these little pieces of of music from. Star Trek, the original series from the late 60s. And that was this huge project, this huge endeavor that they had to like, we had to find the original prints and we had to find this company that had the copyright and this company that had, you know, all this whole thing to come out with like a $200, you know, 16 CD set that they'll put out or whatever. It's, it's intense. It is like, that's so cool. People that are into it, they get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that makes yeah like yeah. The, something like that like would make sense. That must be such a fucking nightmare to go in years later and like who owns what aspect love it. of it. But the people that they're they're, yeah, they're there because so, they yeah. have a passion for it because they want it. It feels you know? like a discovery probably totally. like and totally. to compile it all in one. Like imagine That's if somebody really cool. told you, Kate, I've got the complete unabridged. Resident Evil score. You would flip <laughs> out. You'd freak out. I'm gonna flip this table Included over just hearing about that like idea of it. Yeah. And it's you know, like I don't know if it's come out yet. I think it was in the past year or two, but that weird owl box set. Remember that? That had like everything he's ever done. <laughs> in vinyl, right? I think so, yeah. And that stuff's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Ooh, I like this track. What is I this? I do like yeah, this. this is Soul Sucker. It's a good... Soul Sucker? I think this is the whole lead up to, like, mm-hmm. uh, the whole ceremony. I think this is all part encompassing that. Cool. Soul Sucker. Uh, or like, we should have played it when we played the board game. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah. I saw some of that live stream. That was fun. Yeah, it was yeah, very it's fun. fun. It's mm-hmm. a very fun game. Clay mm-hmm. helped us a lot. Are you guys also going to review, like, you know, Injustice 2? That has like a downloadable Hellboy character or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I want to. I mean, if they you can have. Get a hold of it, I there know. are like some PlayStation game. Like Hellboy has two PS One games and like yeah, a cut. Like, like he has like a, wow. there's a bunch of old some ones game that Boy look Advance games. so bad. I, I, I would dip into it. I have my backwards compatible PS Two, so awesome. it could happen. Cool, do we it. Could do it. it. Do it. They cost nothing. They're yeah, like do it. Four bucks. eBay. Do it. Let's do it. Do you guys have? Have you done? Have you done a review of the Hellboy Hero Clicks that they made? No. No. I have those, I think. If That's pretty them, sweet. We'll I have them. How do they look? Just like a, cool your standard hero clicks? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to bring them in and we can play. I'll teach you how to play. That would be great. Okay, cool. I used to buy hero clicks not knowing how to play. Same cool. with magic cards. I oh, was cool. like, I have no idea how to play this, but I thought the <laughs> pictures were so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like just scoop them up. Never you learned. Could, never learned. Still have some. Don't need to. Don't you need to. You just get like an art of. Book. I heard they magic have... sounds really fun, though. Oh, uh, it's okay. Yeah. That's not my thing. This is tracks called Stand By Your Man. Ooh, I love this. Because this, this is, is that whole like. This is, I think, him it's like really. Ilsa. 
locking in his hand. I think it's all than that, right? Yeah, These last I think two so. tracks I have think been so. that whole thing. Stand by your man. Yeah, because, very, because what's her name stands Ilsa by Rasputin. Rasputin. That's yeah. right. But then also Liz and Hellboy. Yeah. Stand Ilsa. by your respective man. Poor behind Ilsa. behind every great male character is a poorly written female character. <laughs> yep. You know? They're right there. Very true. They're right there. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Propping him up. Mm-hmm. I like that use of those bells. Me too. And this whole score, I think. It reminds good. me of Halloween time. Yeah. And the movie takes place close to Halloween. Yeah, that's true. If not October yeah, 7th. This feels very spooky. 1944. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Well, they run through a Halloween part. Like people that's are dressed true, up for yeah. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either that's Halloween or a few days before. Right. I want to watch this shit you're again. You're not going to dress up like that the day after unless you're like. That's true. Yeah. Do it. Watch it again. I do. Yeah. I want to watch know it. No stopping you. Yeah. <laughs> do you have it on DVD? I do. I, have it. I currently have it. It's in my house. I oh, have okay. this great Hers. special edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was well, now, here's what you do. You go it. home because Mark Dave is holding on to it. You go home and you set up Netflix through the mail. <laughs> right <laughs> at the top of the queue. Boom. Hellboy. It might still be on there. It was on there when right. we did the... Just get it back from me. Right below that. <laughs> Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Boom, boom. Boom. But I don't maybe, know if I want to save rewatching save Hellboy 2. Save it. Am I? For, for the for the for a later season, yeah. save it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hold on. We got the animated movies to go through first. And I like how it drops into the into like the Hellboy main title theme. You know, oh, the big epic go. operatic thing. It just goes back to. We're getting there. Yeah. This is when he's like, "You listen here, you on the other side. You let go of Selma Blair. I'm gonna come in there." And Get you. <laughs> I'm Ron Perlman and I'll now get you. We're into Hellboy and Liz. Yeah, this part. Oh. It's pretty. It's a pretty theme. You know what my favorite track is from the first X-Men score? By Michael Kamen, Kamen who passed mm-hmm. away after he did X-Men and then he, he couldn't do the rest of the X-Men films, uh, is Logan and Rogue. That's the best. Wow. That's the best track. I can't remember it at all. It's when at the end she's up on the dumb apparatus and he like touches her skin and a pack one and then she starts to get the she like he, she goes Sucks into his him. Power yeah, up. and so that he she could heal and the music's just like na 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 It sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I guess I won't listen to it. Na 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 I remember loving the first X Men. It's all right. It's been a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I remember. I have the, uh, yeah. I think it's still X-Men a is okay. good movie, but it's like a bad X Men comic book adaptation yeah. movie. Yeah. But it's fine on its I, own. I just can't wait for a full reboot. <laughs> it'll happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you just hope that's good. <laughs> well, didn't like good. Dark Phoenix eat enough shit that they're like ready to reboot it? Oh, or that was going to happen either way. Even if it yeah. was a huge hit. Yeah. They were going to do it either way. Yeah, they're going to yeah. suck it up into the MCU. Mm hmm. I mean, it's been like a long time compared to Spider-Man, how many times they've rebooted that. So it's yeah, like, what's stopping fine. them? Why would they that's stop? That's fine. Planning. They'll plan it out. Yeah. Yeah, they'll figure it out. People are saying that Eternals is actually a lot of setup for that. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, this is not the last track I thought it was going to be, but we have one after this. And then that's it. What's yeah, this one? one? This is Hellboy and Liz. Oh, mm-hmm. this is still Hellboy and Liz. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think this is either him carrying her or it's like right before he fights. Mm-hmm. It's like... 
Right before he so, fights the big guy. To relate it um, to, again, if you're listening to this while reading comics, even if the Hellboy comics are not about a love story, this still fits the tone for me. Like yeah, it's I can, very sweet. You know, I can read it, mm-hmm. and it will still fit that world. It feels like Hellboy leaving yeah. BPRD or something like yeah. that. Or like... Or a, or yeah, it's pretty epic. Yeah. I just I picture like a big off. landscape. Yep. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah, close your eyes. What do you see? What do you see? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I see the West. The West <laughs> and how it <laughs> like, was won. What is that? The, the like Monument the plains? Park or like whatever. A, like that, the, the Pacific Jesus. Ocean? No, like the... like. The Old West. The Old West, sorry. Mm. There you go. The Old West. Marco Beltrami, Logan. Feels very much like uh, the Searchers. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, closing track, guys. We're closing in. This track <laughs> is BPRD. <laughs> this is a fun one. This is a fun, yeah. This is a fun um, little track. Jaunty. Little title credits. This feels like they should have had bloopers playing while this played. <laughs> or like you freeze know. frames of them like hanging out at the mm-hmm. facility. This the this feels like Tom Waits is going to start singing any mm-hmm. second. <laughs> uh, right, right, hand. <laughs> yep. That would be great. Keep going on that. <laughs> on your little... Uh, Tom Waits, I wasn't <laughs> Mr. Amen. <laughs> People forget I was in Book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> no one cared. <laughs> Seven's He's like out here pass. acting, dude. He's acting in a lot of shit. <laughs> He's out here he really acting. He's out here acting. So, Down by Lost is <laughs> yeah. a great movie. So I know I was doing Red Right Hand, but that's Pete Yorn. Mm. Not not Tom Waits, uh, but there is the track "Red Right Hand" from the motion picture Hellboy. Did we not talk about it when you were on? I thought we did. I think we yeah I think we did. I definitely put it on. So that. I had to find that somewhere. The first track that I have because this is track twenty, correct? Is that right, Mark Dave? BPRD. Yes, this is track twenty. So my track twenty one is a song called "Easy Come Easy Go" by Johnny Crawford and his dance orchestra which might be a song that played in the old 40s opening somehow. Mm. Like somebody had an old record player or something. Yeah. Then the next one I have is Heart Attack and Vine by Tom Waits. Oh, wow. Because that's in the movie. There you go. Then Red Right Hand from the motion picture Hellboy by Pete Yorn. Then a song called Breathe In by a band called Palo Alto. Do you know Palo Alto? Breathe in. I think I heard of them. Breathe in. It's when like they're driving in a car and taking pictures taking of each pictures. other. Taking pictures. Oh, yeah. And then I there's a song called Wrecking Ball <laughs> by Creeper Lagoon. I don't even remember what that is. Uh-uh. And then at one point in the movie, Al Green's Let's Stay Together plays. So oh, I downloaded that. And oh, then, isn't that when Hellboy's sad that Liz doesn't like him yes, and he's I like think so. thinking about her? Playing with cats or whatever, yeah. trying to write a letter to her, I think. Yes, yeah. And uh, then when Broom dies, when he's killed by the bad guy, you hear We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. Yes. We'll meet again. That's don't so know sad. When, don't know when. And then I also downloaded, You're so those great. are all the songs in the movie. Then my track number 28 is I downloaded a, a track that was in one of the Hellboy trailers, movie trailers. And it's a trailer song that's called Battle Charge. And it was done by a group or a man person called <laughs> X-Ray Dog. It's really cheesy, <laughs> cool. early 2000s. Remember trailer songs? Remember, you remember that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, and, I like look up some X-ray dog. Right that they now. used him, and then until Hans Zimmer changed it, when all trailers sounded like Hans Zimmer. Yeah. You know, blah, or that Kronos thing. Or Quartet, you hear that yes. a lot. 
Please should be like dun 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 dun. I like that closing track. That's it, guys. That's the whole. That's it. That's the whole score. That's it. That's available. Do we have any favorites to pull from that? I liked the I liked the museum track. I'd still like the main theme a lot. It's really fun. Yeah, I like the. I think I really like the main theme just because it looked great. But that last track, BPRD. I liked that one. Funky, I liked that fun. one a lot. And I almost feel like I wish the rest of the movie would have felt closer to that. Sure. The violence the, almost if you go into like a theremin-y kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Or I it's think like, it might have been. Oh, really? It, I, I thought the same thing. So I was like, yeah. maybe it is one. It feels, that feels very like sci-fi kind of a... I, yeah. Alien. Because the most, the score's good. It's just yeah. very traditional. So I thought that last track sort of Made stood it a little out. stood out, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, maybe that was a little mm-hmm. used a little more frequently, and through the entire thing, it might have popped a little better, like weird, a little more." Main title is also my favorite, but I did like like basically Liz Sherman's theme, like yeah. Hellboy and Liz, Liz Sherman, pieces of Stand by Your Man. I thought that that was real good. When you when y'all throw this track on, here's what here's the trick: when you put on this soundtrack, when you're reading the Hellboy comics, you got to put it on shuffle. You can't listen yeah. to it in order. Put it on For shuffle, sure. and then it'll just randomly, when it syncs up, and you get to a part while reading the comic <laughs> where the music just matches, you're going to be like, oh, it's, it's magic. awesome. It's magic. <laughs> Dark side of the Hellboy. Yeah. Dark side and sometimes of the Hellboy. It doesn't match up, in which case, just skip to the next track. Just skip until it kind of fits the, yeah. you know, whether it's an action it'll scene happen. or like, yeah, it'll happen. It's great. I want I want to do it. Okay. How is the, I mean, the second movie's soundtrack so good? I think it is. I think cool. if we, yeah, I remember it's good. Yeah, yeah. But just I've, like there. Yeah, I've definitely listened to the first movie soundtrack more and watched the first movie more. So yeah, that's part of and part of my rewatch right now is like I need to go and watch all the special features for the first Hellboy. I'm gonna watch them cartoons and all the special features on that, and then I'm gonna rewatch Hellboy Two: The Golden Army and get the soundtrack and get all that. Sweet. Wow, a little collector over That's there. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you're like platinuming Hellboy right now, dude. You're 100%. Like finishing it all. <laughs> I do that to my Blu-rays. I platinum them. I'm a completionist. I'm you a should Blu-ray be able to achieve something for that. Yeah. No. No. no not at all. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. knowledge. Just That's knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Knowing about it. It's cool. I wanted to play this for you, Kate. Yeah. As I play this, can we think of any other scores that we haven't priorly mentioned throughout the courting entirely? If anything that we or any music that you think they like based on our listens and discussion today, you'd want to like tell our listeners to check out. But mm. as you're thinking about that, here is Ray's theme from The Force Awakens oh, by John Williams. So oh. Look at it's gonna make me cry. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> It's so good. It is really good. So, this part. It's oh, Christmas time. Yeah. It's Christmas. I wonder if that's part of his consideration. Like, because they always come out at Christmas. I mean, is that, that insane? Could be. Yeah, no, I don't think that's insane. But, uh, it's just a perfect theme. And then he reincorporates it when in Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, it's really and good. Everybody's like, I don't know why he's nominated. I'm like, listen I'm like, to the listen score. To There's it. a fucking reason you why. Don't. I always... wanted him to win for Last Jedi. I feel like Last Jedi is his best work in 20 years. It's I would incredible. Agree with you on that. Well, who won? I can't even remember. Okay, I got one for you. All right. I'll just have to play it out of my uh, iPod, could, though. I, well, why don't you save yours last? Okay. Because I want to use your phone to play one song out. <laughs> That okay. you have. <laughs> what? You have a song that. Do you have a track <laughs> that will winking this, at you? Or is it only the lightning? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell uh, yeah. 
Do you have anything you want to suggest, Kay? I guess what Tom Waits is making me think. <laughs> Tom Waits. <laughs> I thought of Tom Waits before I even realized he was in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a favorite Tom Waits song? Um, or I'm going to pick one, so you got to be here fast. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Because I do love... There's a Tom Waits album that I absolutely love. It's the albums that got me into Tom Waits, which is Blood Money and Is that, uh, more, is that a more recent one or no? It was like the order 2002. Okay, cool. It was a double album he put out. Or 2002? Like I don't know, but man. But he has this... I love this song... Uh, Yo, now I want to go home and watch Star Wars. I know. Yeah, me well, too. Am, I'm getting ready for the new. Yeah. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a whole Sky, Skywalker Saturday where I listen to Ooh. where I watch one every Saturday. Oh, really? Up to rise. You yeah. know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about doing Force Awakens, Last Jedi, double feature in 3D the week before. That's cool. Nice. Want to come over? Hit me up, and if I'm available, I okay, will. Okay, cool. Right, in 3D cool. at your home? Yeah. Yeah, he has a 3D TV. <sighs> Mind blown Holy number four. Holy shit. Bam. You've seen it. You saw Avatar. Yeah, that's how I saw Avatar. In your, that's in fucking your, awesome. Come over. Come over. Bring this your track. fiance. That sounds uh, great. Dope. Oh it's my God, dope. I would love to do that. Yeah. Off of your Tom Waits uh, love. Jessica loves Star Wars. Like This would be a fun, over, great time. Come over in 3D. Let's it's do it. This is tracks called God's Away on Business. This is this is exactly the kind of shit I was talking about. It's like honk. It sounds like it's a, like a carnival, but like after all the people have left. Yeah. <laughs> What's that movie? Oh, We're Back, where they're all like the dinosaurs are in the carnival. Wow. And it's scary as shit. That's what I was gonna play. That's, what, no. <laughs> That's not what I was gonna I'm play. I'm too gullible for <laughs> any of this. This is just fart noises, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is a prank. <laughs> this is Tom Waits farting into a soup can. It's Mark Day's farts. Yeah, it's so see, much the, of it is like this. Not doing good on the um, on the vocals. I mean, the computer isn't oh, playing no. But it has a great. It's just God so way, God so way. That's great. God so way yeah. on business. Yeah, he's. Business. <laughs> it's. I love it. Insane. It's like a it's great. drunk pirate. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon dog. Uh, unfortunately, I think the the setup we have today is not. It's not pulling vocals correctly. That's fine. Because that track. Mm. But uh, plug you your get phone the real sense as we of... continue talking. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my other one other score do I absolutely listen to that I would suggest if you like the Hellboy movie or soundtrack as uh, like a go to. I I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this, Michael Giacchino. Uh, we mentioned this in passing, but I think I loved it. And I thought, uh, one, I think it's an underrated Marvel movie and also an underrated score is his Doctor Strange. It's very good. I think it's so it's good. It's grown on me. After for I watched sure. the movie, uh, I immediately pulled it up on Spotify. And as I walked home, I listened to the entire mm-hmm. thing after I saw Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the people that, one of the few people that loved it the moment they saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So. It's really, really good. Uh, also listen to Marco Beltrami's Blade 2 score, but also Blade 1 by Mark Isham. The first Blade movie has a really cool late Ooh. 90s, you know, like kind of a minimalist type of a score. That's pretty good. Here's one that I'm really excited about that's kind of hellboy Uh Let's see, Mark, Dave, if you can, if you can guess the movie. I'm not going to tell you what it's from, but this just recently, uh, I came across this and I have been so excited. Here's the first track. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Turn up a little bit more. You're good. Mark Day, I tell me. I fucking You said on, it was from dude. the 80s? No. It's, Do you want me to tell you what year it came yeah. out? Yeah. 1990. Give me a little more. Let it play like a, a lethal weapon situation? Mm. <laughs> I think you're going to get it in about like 12 seconds. Okay. Give it a second. Give me a sec. 
I need it to kick in because I know that I, I recognize it, but I can't. I can't. It's like on the tip of my brain. Oh, it's about to get good. It's getting spooky. Oh, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my God! <laughs> right? Hello, there you are. Good morning. I just needed it to doo, kick doo, in. Oh, I'm proud that I at least I could recognize Hell it when yeah, it kicked dude. in. I just got the score right here, dude. Oh, that's great. This track is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> This is what they should be. Who did this score? This is a score by a guy named John Duprez. Highly recommend. It was like this limited edition. Uh, uh, my my pal Cameron Rice got the the vinyl record, and then he had to like he had to like convert it to like uh, like MP3 for me, and then I split I split it up into the tracks. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. That's true love. I went hard for this. I love it. Great. This is a movie that I think uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I need you to stay plugged in for a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, I think it is a movie that is stands the test of time, and I think I it's agree. Yeah. So it's a it's fun so movie, dude. Good. It's one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yes. And yeah. The mm-hmm. characterizations. I always are perfect forget to think of it in that category. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to hear maybe my favorite track? Oh, this okay. one's called Shredder's Big Entrance. I got chills. Wait. Chills. Dude. This is like the, like, the shit hit the fan track for me. Is this like in the warehouse with all the kids? Yes. And they're like, yeah. This part. Whoa. This I put this to my on my gym playlist, and I just been captured? Before. Before? This is when he's walking oh, up. this is just Long his, shadow, and they're about to put a cape on him. And they're about to take the cape off, oh, rather. That's what I was going to say, because they Cause reveal just the blades in. on his shoulders. Mm. Bunch of kids in a warehouse looking down at this dude just strutting in. Yeah. Like, yes. this, this rhythm, this beat. And then that guitar. Fuck yeah, dude. The scores are so cool. That's as evil as Darth Vader right there. Ugh. This is pretty impressive, like, compared to the first couple tracks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. This is god. scary as shit. It's terrifying. Like And you're lifting weights to this man? Dude, hard. Just like considering reps like one, considering two, three, four. this is like especially when it comes up in a surprise. This is Shredder's big entrance considering that the track before this starts like this. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's how that this one starts. Prince fell asleep at the fucking yeah. Mixing board. All right. So I'm still plugged in? We're still talking over it? I'm not going to have you do it. I was going to have you play what? that Hellboy theme song that's at the end of the movie. Oh, here we go. Do you want to play that on Dude, our way out? Here or do we want to play Fallout? Oh, Lost Boys, I really... I, I feel like Lost Boys is the only oh. other movie that stands out to me. As oh, Lost as Boys like, is great. Yeah. Here, you want think, this back? Yeah, you can get it. That's okay. me. I'll come back to you in a bit. You got this, it. We're, we're having fun with just I gotta get more into soundtracks, now. man. This is so fun. It's so I, fun. It's very fun and good. It's fun to organize your iTunes. It's fun. I mean, no, that not. does feel uh, good when it's done. It feels yeah. so good it when feels you're really done. It feels really good. Listen, 
I've said for it's years, a task. iTunes is like life. It's a metaphor for life where it's like, it'll never be complete. Yeah. It's always constantly a work in progress. It's yeah. about collecting little things. It's it, a healthy way to look at it. Wherever you are in your life currently, <laughs> and you just work on it. And you, When you're done with one thing, you put it away, and you're like, oh, cool, I organized yeah. that. I labeled it correctly. <laughs> the right album art, good to go. And it's not about, oh, I gotta get all, I gotta do it all. It's an impossible task if you're doing it. It's like impossible. That. It's like, how yeah. many track ones do I have in my library? Like, oh. don't let it. Don't let it overwhelm me. I know. I do believe this is the theme from Lost Boys. Hopefully the vocals, we can hear a little bit. Lost Boys. It's like just a goofy saxophone man. Because it says this is Lost in the Shadows. Lost Boys. Anything with vocals, this sound system that we're using today is very bad. Yeah, this is Lost Boys for sure. Yeah. You're eating worms, kid. Lost Boys is a very fun movie. I love that movie. I mean, it's the band stole. There's a band that stole its name from it. Mm. Death by Stereo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. It's from Lost Boys when he kills the vampire. Death by Stereo. Yeah, we can't hear the vocals as much. Pretty but good it's though. Great. But is it it's a pretty silly. You make fun of me for how much I love it. Ghost Proats. It's Fallout. Fallout. It is Fallout. <laughs> who, did, who did the score? Uh, Lorne Ghost Ball. Ghost Proats. Yes. Ball? <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest scores. And also, have you seen it, Kay? I can't remember. No, I have to see. Watch I haven't listen. seen like, I've seen like the first two. Oh, you got to do them all. I got to do oh, some such homework. such a journey. I got to do some homework. The first two are bad. People love the first one. I uh, think maybe that's bad. why the first I one actually, I, I disagree on the first one. I think, I think the second it, one is bad. Yeah. I, think the I remember first the one first good. one being fun. I think the I, first one. But I watched one, it in like I, high school. When I, was the last time you watched it, Hector? It's been a few years, but here's the deal. I've seen it at, like as an adult. Like I'm not going off of nostalgia. I think mm-hmm. my thing, my issue with the first one is I believe it does not hold up. Yeah. I think it was oh, great it when up. it came out at in 1995. I do not believe it holds up. Yeah. That's my, that's that's my thing. I think if yeah. you also if you see it in a bigger part of his journey, Ethan Hunt's journey, it's great. He's so screamy and yelly when he's in his early twenties, I guess. I don't do. Or he's, I don't, he's like twenty nine in that movie. I disagree, but okay. Yeah. He's That's really he's really screamy. It is. Let's do it. Uh, Can we do a Mission Impossible podcast? There's already one I'll out watch there. It. Is there. I've been meaning to watch it. Anyway. or something. Oh, like that. every episode. <laughs> it's called every Light movie. <laughs> They yeah. update every Wednesday. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Uh, I want to be on it, but they won't ask me. It's fine. Well, that's it. Uh, okay. That's great. This was where, great. If, if our uh, listeners want more from you, uh, Hector, where can they find you? I'll tell them, good luck. Whoa. <laughs> I'll tell them, hey, don't talk to me in the Wear street, the man. Wear the t-shirt of Come my on, don't, yeah. <laughs> products great. on the street. Wear my t-shirt. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can follow me on the internet at Hector is Funny on Twitter and Instagram, and you can watch things like uh, DC Daily on YouTube and DC Universe, and also El Rey Nation on the El Rey Network. That's it. Yeah. Go argue with you on Instagram about your... Yeah. Um, like how you rank movies. <laughs> oh, I feel like every time I see your Instagram, I'm like, this poor time. man I'm is sorry. just letting people know what his favorites are, and then yeah. everybody comes at you so hard. It's like, why? it's fun. It's great. It is very fun. I mean, it's not. It's garbage, and I hate it. But yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> now, I was, now, I, I just read it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's gotten to the point where other people will come to my defense, which is very nice. Not yeah. even people I know, but like other like very nice strangers on the internet yeah. that will follow me, and they'll other like other people will be like, hey man. Stop being a dick. Hector's just yeah. sharing his opinions, man. Yeah. And people I'm like, are cool. like sick of vitriol now. Yeah. They like yeah. want to defend what they like. Yeah. Do you want me to do that thing? Yeah. Or we'll you want to go out and fall out? No, I love this. We'll okay, close great. out. We'll close out on that song. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you for having me back. You guys Dude, are great. Thank Thanks. you so much oh, for, for being on it. So happy you came back. Probably like our most knowledgeable, insightful guest about shit. Not about movie scores. I don't know. More oh, so yeah. than me, dude. Mm. <laughs> you were great too, Kate. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sounds good. But we want to, as we play out on this great Hellboy theme, I don't think the vocals we're going to hear very well, but it's, oh, we're hearing pretty good. Better yeah. than anything else we've played, I think, with vocals today. <laughs> uh, but this song is... This it's, movie sounds like, or this song sounds like smoking a cigarette to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I picture smoking a cigarette. But this at is a like Halloween crushing party. out a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels like it would be on the soundtrack to like those Halloween mixes that, that they yes, yeah. put yeah, out yeah. every year. It was like the Monster Mash on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those are the shit too. Uh, but any of our listeners out there, we'd love to hear about, uh, from you about anything we discussed today or the Hellboy soundtrack, uh, the score. Um, again by Marchio Beltrami you can email us uh, to share your thoughts at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com uh, also we just want to remind you that you can follow us on Instagram at ahcrapahellboypodcast Twitter at ahcraphellboy and please rate and review us on wherever you're listening to us um, we love those rates and those reviews because that brings more listeners to the show but remember if, it's, uh, if you give us a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and start your review with the word boom we will read your review right here on the show and give you a big old shout out so do that boom baby we love you all I rarely say that, <gasps> but remember, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs>